Welcome back to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We are talking about today the power of Passover, breaking through bondages and barriers. And we just talked about Passover and what that means and symbolizes Christ, the, His sacrifice, the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. and, and uh, how that, that uh, we are, because Jesus shed His blood, we are covered. As, if we ask Him and we repent, we're cleansed and we're set free. Uh, and we're going to look at how that Passover relates to us today. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, how we can be set free from bondages and barriers. See, I'm I'm a firm believer. I'm so simple uh, that I believe I have to have the word make sense to me, and I have to have it to where I can take whatever that word is and apply it to me. Mm-hmm. Where can I apply it in my life? Mm-hmm. How is that word speaking to me in my life today? See, the word of God's personal and it's practical mm-hmm. and it's powerful. It's personal. It's practical and it's powerful. And you need to be in it. Yes, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> it'll be awesome. Uh, so anyway, so we're talking about the unleavened bread, okay, because that's one of the uh, celebrations that they did, one of the three feasts in uh, the Passover, that, is, that Passover started, okay? Then that time there's three feasts, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. So Passover's coming up, and, one of the, and, and also... Uh, unleavened bread and like Exodus twenty three fifteen says celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for seven days eat bread made without yeast well what difference does that make I mean why what why is that important why is that important to you and me today you know it just sounds strange no permeation of anything else but God right <laughs> right yeah because when when that leaven is in there it it's maybe small and minuscule that is worse. Yeah, minis- <laughs> minuscule. <laughs> minuscule. <laughs> it it will begin to ferment. It mm-hmm. will begin to take over the whole lump or right. the whole loaf. Meaning, you give sin an opportunity. It may look like a little bit, but it yeah. permeates your permeates whole, whole life, whole body, your whole life. It can permeate mm-hmm. your whole family, your whole lineage, mm-hmm. and that's why the Lord told the uh, the Hebrew children, "Get the leaven out." He said, seven mm-hmm. days you shall eat no leaven." And what he was saying is get the sin out. Mm-hmm. Fast. Okay. Fast. Fast from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were to eat the Passover and all that, but they, they, they were not to eat anything that had the leaven in it. Mm-hmm. And so let's look at that a bit, a minute. So in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8, uh, I did that before the break, but let, let's read that again. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump. I want to be a new lump. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be of the thin lump instead of the fat lump, lump just so you know, Lord. (laughs) Lord, A thin thin new lump, Lord. (laughs) Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So leaven is symbolic of sin. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was symbolic of the Hebrews leaving Egypt and slavery. 
That's what they had to eat that bread. They had to before they left, and it was getting them ready for the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was it was very um, symbolic. It's symbolic of a person leaving the slavery and bondage of, and bondage of sin in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's what that leaven is. Romans six seventeen and eighteen says, "But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart." that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So we want to go from slavery and bondage to sin to freedom in Christ. And that's where we live. Mm-hmm. That's where, to, where, we, where we are to live. Passover is symbolic of what Christ did on the cross. The Word of God is the story of the love of God Sending Jesus Christ to die for our sins. It is Christ and Him crucified. See, so all those centuries ago, all those that long ago, whenever the Passover lamb was uh, was killed, and they each one had to take and put the blood over their own doorpost, and and it all symbolizes the cross and the blood of Christ. All that long ago comes right down to you and me. Mm-hmm. It comes right down to where you and I live. And your children and your children's children and their children and mm-hmm. on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's important to me. Yeah, it To is. leave that to my children mm-hmm. and to their children. I pray over my grandchildren all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to have salvation in the families exactly. after that. Yeah. Should the we, Lord tarry. <laughs> yeah, we want a godly lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Here's the thing. You can change. You can be a lineage changer. Mm-hmm. You can be a curse, a generational curse breaker in your family. It doesn't matter what your parents did, your grandparents, your great-grandparents did all the way back, or what you've done. What you've done. If you're covered in the blood and you accept the sacrifice of Christ and make it your own, that's a deal breaker right you know, there. It, it, does, just ch- it changes it all. If you don't make a decision to, you're still affecting mm-hmm. your lineage. It could make it makes it harder for them to come into into mm-hmm. Christ because of those. It gets worse from generation to generation. So why not make a change for good? Right. Why not make a change for good if you if you don't even understand all that Christ did for you yet? Yeah. But you understand how much you love your family. Mm-hmm. Make a change for good and let and and let God in to that, and then He will show you how good He is to you and how much He loves you, even if you don't understand it yet. Mm-hmm. And, and you know Passover, beginning that the, that uh, time, it's an invitation mm-hmm. to come deeper mm-hmm. in the knowledge and the experience of the cross, mm-hmm. the power of Christ and the cross. And also, it's an invitation to allow the Holy Spirit to examine your heart mm-hmm. and turn the light on. Listen, we live. I'm, to, you know, I'm not a doomsday person, and I'm not a negative person. But we live in an ungodly world, and we we are living in times when uh, sin has become the norm, and depravity, and wickedness, and evil is trying to overtake because the Bible said it would come. And it's also coming to try to take our rights and mm-hmm. different things mm-hmm. that... Uh, as Christians. As Christians. so Because the enemy is so frightened of the Word. He is frightened and threatened by a born-again child of God that knows the Word 
and mm-hmm. begins to walk in that authority. Mm-hmm. And so with Passover coming up and then, of course, Easter the next week afterwards, what an opportunity and a time for us, for you and me, for me, to examine myself and see, mm-hmm. you know, I will have to say, you know, going through this uh, cancer and chemo uh, has it's really caused me to look at my heart and look at what I believe and what I don't believe and attitudes and thoughts. I've been challenged in so many ways. I've been through a fire. I'm still going through a fire, but praise God, the fourth man is in the fire with me. Mm-hmm. And I triumph. I am triumphant. I already am. But I just say this is that it's given me opportunity when certain things have come up to to what happened, what was I going to do when, it, uh, I'm, if unbelief or fear or uh, my attitude about the situation or, or other people and their response or whatever it may be. I just, I can tell you, um, I was diagnosed in October uh, of 2020. And, uh, you know, over the past several months, I've, I've had opportunity to get before the Lord and God. I see something in me, forgive me, cleanse me, refine me. And he does that. But it's not a, that wasn't a negative thing to me. That was a positive thing because what needed to be made known was made known in me and my heart. Because I want my heart to be purified and refined so that I can carry his glory and his presence and his world into a dark world. We have to be the light shining in the darkness. And so uh, this is your opportunity to see what leaven may be uh, in your life, uh, what, what has a place in your life that shouldn't have a place, what has a hold on you that shouldn't have a hold on you. Um, that so that you can repent and it can be something like drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. or whatever but it can also be things like you just said mm-hmm. like thought processes mm-hmm. uh, reactions mm-hmm. things that that just don't line up with mm-hmm. the love of God yeah and when you go through uh, a life changing situation and uh, chemo and, and, and cancer God did not give it to me I know that <laughs> straight from the pit of hell. And we live in a fallen world where there's sickness and disease. And, and sometimes we walk through things. But it rains on the just and the unjust, unjust right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? But God is bringing me through it. God is ministering to me. And he's revealing things that need to be revealed for his glory. Uh, so that Because you, what remains hidden, you don't confront. Mm-hmm. What remains hidden, you know, the Bible says, do not let the enemy have a foothold. Don't even give him an opportunity. Don't let him have a foothold in your life. Don't, don't, don't let him have a platform from which he can operate in your life because he just comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. And that's what Passover is all about. Mm-hmm. And, and he came to set the captives free. Right. You know, he came to take the handwriting and the verdict and the uh, what I deserved uh, my sentence that I deserve for all of my sins and my deeds. Yeah, he didn't he do it for fun. It. No, no. <laughs> it no. wasn't a fun. It wasn't a fun act. <laughs> no, he did it to strip the enemy mm-hmm. of his power 
to take the keys of death and hell in the right. grave on my behalf. Right. Mm-hmm. And then show us how to use those keys mm-hmm. to unlock the kingdom for people mm-hmm. and preach the gospel, mm-hmm. minister to people. And so, but now, now is such an important time to uh, examine yourself. Not for condem- condemnation's sake, not for shame. Because Jesus Christ bore our shame mm. and our condemnation. He bore all of it. But to examine yourself and, and see if you're in faith, number one. The Bible says, let a man examine himself, see if he is in faith. You know, am mm. I in faith over cancer and chemo? Absolutely. I am the healed of the <laughs> Lord by his stripes. I am healed. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to live a long life. With long life so shall he satisfy me and show me his salvation. This is just a little we got blip some preaching to do. I don't, don't. I got, I'm going to go all over this world and preach the gospel. I don't That's care right. who says I can't. That's right. <laughs> God says I can, and I'm just a little blip here mm-hmm. that God is God is taking. Here's this. Okay, so let let's let's take this down to this. So I'm going to be real practical and real vulnerable. So what needed to be found out in my body was found out. I went in for my yearly exam, my physical. And just went for my mammogram, and there was a stage, only a stage one, a stage one uh, carcinoma, invasive ductal carcinoma in my breast. And first of all, I think, because I was busy. I mean, I was busy doing a lot of stuff, and you know, (laughs) ministry stuff, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I enjoy it so much. And, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll put it off and not do it right away. I'll, I'll go, I'll do my physical a little bit later when I'm not quite as busy. And I just felt like that whole, you know, like the Holy Spirit, you need to go get your physical done. So I did, routine thing, and they found it. Well, they also found out it was very fast growing. It was that type that was fast growing, so good thing we found it out. And then they found out that uh, they got it, they did two surgeries, and we, it was removed, that which was hidden. I don't know what was there uh, that could bring death was removed and they got all of it everything they could see they got it all and uh, but there was another thing that was revealed and that was that uh, a certain test that they do that they do your DNA and it w- it showed that I, my particular genetics and DNA it showed a very high risk of it returning and so we had all been praying that my doctor who's a wonderful, very well-respected doctor, we had all been praying for her to have the specific plan of God for me, nothing more, nothing less. And let me just back up to say, I was praying, we were all praying that for just an outright miracle. Mm-hmm. I've seen God do miracles. Mm-hmm. I've seen Him. I've been serving God since I was 10 years old. I've seen Him do some amazing things. And I, I was I mean, like, Lord, I know you can do this. When we went in for the uh, biopsy, it was still there. You know what wisdom said and the Holy Spirit said? Get it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did. And you know what? Uh, and so the doctor also, you know, I pray, we were all praying that the Lord would show her what his plan was mm-hmm. as far as how did he want to heal me? How did he, how, what did he want to do? Mm-hmm. And so um, she said, I highly, highly recommend and urge you to, do chemo, to have chemo because of the risk of it coming back. Well, I'm, I, I, I said, okay. I felt like I was supposed to do it. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But I felt like I was supposed to do it. No fear. It's just like, hmm. And the Holy Spirit had whispered to me, Dawn, right at the very mm-hmm. beginning, before I ever got the diagnosis back. He said, 
I'll be with you. Whatever you go through, I'll be with you. And so I had a peace no matter what was coming. Mm-hmm. And so, had you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of chemo. As you can see, I don't have all my blick, uh, my blonde, thick hair <laughs> that I had. That I had just gotten it to the length I wanted, you know. But you know what? Those things don't matter anymore. Just doesn't matter. And, you know, it, those superficial things. Now, it'll be nice when my hair grows back. But it really doesn't matter. And I found out. Doesn't you know, change you no, or the message, no, does it? <laughs> no. And you know something that else that I found out that was hidden but needed to really come to the surface? I had way too much emphasis because of insecurity and different things from childhood. I had way too much uh, emphasis on how I looked. My makeup, my hair, my clothes, trying to make it all be just right and be a perfect weight. Well, here I am bald, and I've gained 25 pounds since doing the chemo. But you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's all superficial. What matters is what, how God is doing things in my life and my heart. But here's the thing. So those things were hidden. Mm-hmm. The enemy thought, well, if I could keep her to keep it hidden that there's e- it's even there, I'm going to try to take her out because he didn't want me preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not in charge. No. He is not in charge. And then to keep it hidden that there was a high risk, there's a genetic thing of it coming back and coming back more aggressively. If you didn't do the if chemo. If I didn't do the chemo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can do chemo. I can do chemo through Christ. I have things to do. I'm going to keep going. Do. I don't want to fight this devil again. But here's the thing, Dawn. <laughs> Those things were hidden that needed to come out. Mm-hmm. And, and my overemphasis and being too much attention. Now, when I get my hair back, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to try with the help of the Lord to lose this weight that steroids and all that has put on me. But you know what? I'm okay right now. I'm all right. I'm okay with it. And I'm going to, you know, those. there's nothing wrong with hair and makeup and all that. I'm a girly girl. I love all that. But it's not the most important. But here's the thing. So God revealed those things that I needed to repent certain things over and let go of some things. And let God heal me up of some insecurities and, and things like that. So now she's so, walking around bald and bald. beautiful, y'all. She's beautiful. <laughs> That's right. And you know, I, I I have a wig. I wore it to record our TV programs, but and I may do it again. But you know what? I felt like just as me. This is me. I'm not talking about anybody else doing chemo. This is me. It felt like I was hiding under it again. I was hiding under. I was being more concerned. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go just like I am. This is this is real. This is where I am, and God is with me. And, and that's how God wants us to approach yeah. Him mm-hmm. in life right yeah. now, and it just as you are, just as you are. No matter where you yeah. are, you don't have to clean yourself up enough to get to Him. You don't have mm-hmm. to do anything but say, "Here I am, Lord. Come mm-hmm. heal me, yeah. cleanse me of my sin. Come into just my heart and be the Lord, Lord of my, my life. life. You are that's, my Passover yeah, lamb. That's all you yeah. got to do. Yeah. yeah, and I feel Him yeah. right now yeah. just by He's been my Savior for a long time, but it never. Mm-hmm. He's so good. It never gets old. No, it doesn't. He's when you so say real that to him, we say, I just need my Savior. Here yes. I am, yep. as I am, yeah. flaws and all, right. overweight, Cleansing. you know, yep. whatever, it whatever it is, whatever you think your mm-hmm. thing is that keeps you from God, there is nothing that separates you from your, His love except yourself. Yeah. You can and have it for, I mean, yeah, not, I, not coming right, to Christ. Right, yeah. right. But I'm just saying you have to come to Him. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And you know what? The things that we go through, if we, the Bible says He takes what the enemy means for harm and turns it for good. 
And so here's the thing. The reason I wasn't rattled by it or anything whenever they, she said, you need to do the chemo. And I kind of felt in my heart all along I was going to walk that path. But you know what? I have a whole new harvest field. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you're not wasting it, are you, well, darling? I, I said, Lord, won't let me waste this time. Mm-hmm. And so I try to always, when I go in the clinic, you know, always try to say hi to everybody in the in the waiting room. Hi, everybody, and try to engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and if I have a chance, to bring up the Lord. And then when I'm back there in the chemo room, and my, my friend Linda Force, who has had cancer twice, she told me, said, Luetta, there's only one way, only one way to get back in there where those people have chemo. She said, that's to have chemo. Mm-hmm. And I have access. I have a, I have a fresh new harvest field and that I just want to field encourage to minister people. to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why. And so I really feel like the chemo. I'm secondary. The mm-hmm. primary reason is, and I'm not standing up preaching the gospel, but I ask the Lord to sit, sit me next to who He wants me to, and I want to talk to the people and just bring up Jesus every chance I get. Mm-hmm. And I've got to pray with one person, but that's my. So I'm like, this chemo is just a little blip on the radar this is such a small portion of time but i've already been able and like with my facebook videos i don't know if y'all have watched the ones that i've done live facebook at home uh and ministering about it and there's been so many people that apparently this has given them strength and hope because and it's not me it's it's the hope of god in me now have i had a couple of times when i felt discouraged yep and i had to say Mm-mm, go i'm not i'm not living there I had one time when fear tried to overwhelm me. I said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. There's an and answer to everything in right the here. Word, in the Word. In Jesus. In, in the, the Passover. Word. In yeah, all of it. <laughs> in all of it. So I'm just like, okay, God, what all do you want to do? What do you want to do? And you, and you know what? Have I been sick some? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to live. I'm going to live a long, I'm going to declare long the life, works of the Lord. declare the works of the Lord. I'm going to live and not die. And I am going to preach the gospel with the help of God all over this world. It's what he told me when I was 12 years old. That's what I cried out for. It's so you know this me. is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> you know, but, but it's given me access, and it got rid of some hidden things. So whenever, as we're closing out here, there may be some hidden things in your life, my friend, that God wants to bring to light, bring out in the open, so that you can be set free so that you can have your own personal exodus out of Egypt and bondage and slavery and and the barriers removed and the containment removed in your life or the uh, the destruction or pain and heartbreak, whatever it may be, God wants to reveal by His Holy Spirit. See, God doesn't come, the Holy Spirit doesn't bring condemnation. Uh, the devil and the difference that you tell between conviction and condemnation condemnation the enemy comes and he it starts pushing you down bringing you down and making you feel bad conviction brings you up and even though it reveals what needs to be repented of and it brings us up higher and closer to god and to draw near so so i invite you as we as we close out here my but our time has gone so quickly have your own passover uh, ha- ha- get the eleven out of your life through Christ. He is your redeemer. Uh, you can be set free, released. You can have your personal exodus uh, and and from sin. The Bible says that we are no longer uh, slaves to sin. Reckon yourselves dead to sin. 
uh, but alive to God. And he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So I speak that over you today. I invite you to take time just to be in the presence of the Lord and take communion. And uh, just let his blood wash over you afresh and anew, a fresh cleansing, fresh refining, and uh, bring you into a new place. Passover marks a new beginning, a new start, out of, out of bondage, out of Egypt, and to, into a place of freedom in Christ. And so I, I pray this minister to you today. Go to our prayer line, 866-241-0579. Go to our website at luweda.org. Tons of things there for you to be ministered to. Share this with you. Share this uh, video uh, Facebook uh, with your friends. Maybe it'll bless and minister to others. Uh, we want to be a blessing and encourage you in the Word of God to preach and teach the Word of God that will set the captives free. So we invite you to go to all those free resources. Now on our website, there's also a way that you can donate if you want to help us continue preaching the gospel on our TV programs or our radio programs or in person uh, and the other things that we do as a ministry. Uh, we invite you to go to lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A Org, and there's a way that you can give and it would be such a blessing to us and you will partner with us in the uh, in the anointing as well as the fruit we love you guys and we will see you next week lord willing